Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. You are listening to Any Given Sunday, a part of the Dead End Podcast Network. Please subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, and all other podcasting services. Please make sure you check out Dead End Hip Hop, Dead End Sports, Dead End Gaming, Is the Mic Still On, Chris Platt's Strictly Hip Hop and Hoops Talk, and a host of other shows on our podcast network. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. You are listening to Any Given Sunday for Sunday, April 11th, 2021. I am your host, Manny Brown. What's up, everybody? As always, I am joined by the great Josh Rodriguez. What's up? Oh, the great Josh Rodriguez. The oh, great. Yes. Let's go. What's good? <laughs> <laughs> nice. If I can't compliment you, who's going to compliment Nobody. Yeah, I mean, come, you. On, come on. Come on. What's good, man? How are you? I'm good, man. Uh, just finished the work week. You know, um, just, you know, once you finish the work week, you just let us just exhale. Just, just, just like, <sighs> yeah. I did it. Yeah. So, How was your week, by the way? It was busy, man. Uh, busy. Pre-production for the basketball podcast that I can't necessarily talk about publicly yet, but we will be releasing soon. Okay. Um, some big meetings, um, some new stuff with the dime, which I, I'll, I'll talk to you after the show about, which is cool. Okay. Just good stuff, man. Good what stuff, about you? You know, Hey man, you know, trying to, trying to take over the podcasting world one day at a time, right? Yeah. One show at a time. No, no. Uh, day job is, was busy early in the week. Then it kind of severely quieted down, like weirdly quieted down Thursday and Friday. I'm not complaining, but, uh, yeah. So I had a kind of chill couple days after that, but the first part of the week was crazy. And then of course, you know, between doing, you know, the baseball shows can taking up a lot of my time, which is a good thing. Uh, this week is WrestleMania week. So right. working on my wrestling podcast on the side of things with, with man, another friend of mine, are. Jeff, who's been on the show. Shout out Easy, to Jeff. man. You're uh, dead end sports. Um, you know, just, you know, just trying to do, trying to stay busy, man. You know, it's awesome. podcasting. We're not, you know, we're That's not, awesome. we're not doing brain surgery here, guys. It's podcasting. This is the life. If I had to be busy doing podcasting, you know, I, I think I'm okay. I think it's I'm okay. I'd life. rather be busy doing podcasting than like, I don't know, work, working at Target or something. So. <laughs> <laughs> No shot. No offense to anybody that works at Target. Just I don't think they're offended. I don't think they're offended at all. Just, they, say, yeah. just saying. They, uh, you, they hey, understand. You 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 always find someone. There's always someone that's offended. <laughs> Can't uh, please everybody. It's man. that culture. It's that culture. Yeah. No. But everybody. Yeah. It was a good. Good week. Good week, man. Uh, how's the family? Everybody's okay. Yeah. Everyone's good. Dad's Ooh. fully vaccinated. Mom. I uh, got her first shot. Um. So yeah, I'm happy. Good. No symptoms. Um, Everything. No, my dad was yeah, completely yeah. fine, good. which is great. Cool. And my mom is fine as of now. So, you know, I have my um, first shot appointment on Monday. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah I went to the VA. 
Going to the VA, going to get it. Which one are you getting? Uh, I believe the VA does Pfizer. Okay. Yeah. So uh, going to go get the shot finally. Hopefully uh, don't awesome. suffer too much. That was weird. Everybody's, I, I, I polled like 20 something people that I know that have taken it. And yeah. uh, for the most part, most people have not fe- felt anything. Some have, I would say about right. like out of the 20 something people I've spoken, maybe like 15, 16 of them have said they've been pretty much fine. No symptoms, just the soreness of your arm. Right. I had one of my really good friends out here. Um, actually, he, he took the shot back in January and um, he was one of the first people I knew that took the shot and he he was he was okay the first shot felt a little weird and then the second shot is what the second shot yeah. from what I hear anecdotally yeah. is the one that if it does get you is the one that gets mm-hmm. you it's a, or the, the Johnson and Johnson I heard also the one shot the one that's yeah. not two shots the one shot that yeah. one I heard the symptoms kind of come out but and I have no desire to take the Johnson and Johnson shot a because it's only yeah. 70 something percent uh, yeah it's, it's the worst one by it's far. the worst one and it's yeah Johnson and Johnson you know <laughs> Jets connection there. I, I can't. I can't do it. I, I can't do it. No, can't do I can't, it. <laughs> I can't do it. If you can't run a football team, you're not injecting me with any no. vile substance. <laughs> you're not doing it to me, man. Yeah. Um, nah, but um, yeah, I'm excited about it. Finally, you know. And again, not we're not propaganding shots here. You know. Yeah, do what you want. Just do your research, please, because it's actually becoming a point of conversation in baseball now. Like, because baseball's now, you know, at the teams are getting of, vaccinated. Teams like, are getting vaccinated, yeah. and the Mets have been one of the teams that have not been vaccinated yet. Yeah. Some of the players have been very outspoken about not being vaccinated. Michael Conforto, namely, uh, although Pete Alonso said that he's eventually going to get vaccinated. It's it. Look, I hate that it's going to become a political thing, but like everything in our country, it becomes political. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's. Gonna be, I, I think there are people on both sides who are who are worried of it. I don't. I don't think it's going to be like a and, and look, line issue. And I mean political in the sense that like it's gonna it's gonna eventually become a conservative or left, you know, conservative yeah. or liberal thing, right or left type of thing. And and it shouldn't be that. You know, look, I get the trepidations. Look, me and you both spoke about the trepidations a few weeks or a few months ago when we did. Yeah, long term effects. Like, I totally get that. Yeah, right. Like we yeah. clearly, and that's what I'm saying. Like, do your research. Talk to people that actually got the shot. Don't go on social media and read some post about somebody like actually talk to people and reach out to people, whether you're people in your own community, your own space, people you work with, whatever, P- talk to people that have actually gotten the shot right. and, and do some research. And I called the VA. I asked questions. Um, yeah. I've called my uh, Pierce County where I live, Pierce County uh, health department. I've called them. I've asked all the questions like you just do your research as much as you can. And then you just make an educated decision on that. That's all you can do. You can't do anything else. And there's there's still going to be debates about it. I mean, my wife is not too keen on taking it. Me and her don't agree on it. (laughs) The one thing I can understand that I from a um, logical standpoint is we don't know what the long term effects are going to be. No, that, that no. makes sense. So like, no, if, if you're worried sense. about long term effects, like I, I, how can you argue that? It's like, I mean, the, the the vaccine actually, what people don't even know is that this vaccine has been out for a while. It's just kind of like reconstructing it to fit mm-hmm. this particular fit coronavirus. This, particular, yeah. this is not the first coronavirus that we've had. So this right. is basically like, all right. So how do we shape this vaccine to, you know, that's a re- that's a reason why we got it so quickly. There's reasons why we got it quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing that, like, for me as someone who is pro vax, like I, I. I would hope that people get vaccinated. But the one thing that I would 
I would shut my mouth up to and, and not argue with someone is if they say, Hey, listen, I just don't know about long-term effects. I'm like, you know what? I can't, I can't blame you for yeah, that. You can't. <laughs> it's, it's, and it's not a disagreement. Look, yeah. I get it. I understand. I, yeah. I totally understand. I really do. And yeah. I was more on the conservative side of things in the sense that I was going to wait and see. And I, and I have, I mean, I, I didn't rush out to get it. You know, yeah. what the vaccine became available here in Washington state, December, late mid to late December, of last year and then you know really started ramping up in january so it's been what three months three four right. months since the vaccine's been officially been available to everybody so I, I feel like that's a good time you know i could wait if i wanted to but you know i'm just like you know what i've heard enough and look part of it is also i was in the military and look they if you talk to anybody in the military they will tell you they injected us with <laughs> God knows what. Well, yeah, really? you're like, well, before you deploy, you got to get a whole bunch of shots. You get measles, you get mumps, you get shingles, I mean, you get every whole damn thing imaginable, right? Like you get a bunch of shit. So bro. you had an appointment where things are just going in and out of your arm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, pretty wow. much. And like, know you know, you don't really ask questions. I mean, you do, but you, you know, you really don't. I'm I'm 21. I'm like, uh, care fucking Man, shoot that's, me that's, up. i don't care it's it sounds bad it's not i don't want to make it sound as bad as it sounds but yeah pretty much so it's like i'm used to being injected with stuff you know that like i don't know what the effect i mean they say it's for mumps how the hell do i know i'm walking around with you know with three legs by now some shit happened you know what i mean yeah. so no, I get it. I mean, who knows? No, I just, I, what I tell people just, it's do your research, man. Do your research, talk to people. And if you're still not comfortable, then fine, wait it out. But, you know, I, I just right. don't like the people that I'm not going to take that shit. I don't want to take it. It's, it's going to be mind control. Like, yeah, my, my beef comes with the conspiracy theorists. That, the conspiracy theorists. And yeah, the, that, that's when it's the like stupid, like, yeah. takes on it. That's like, if you have a take about the long term health effects, right? Fine, Reasonable. Fine, totally over. And yes. hell, even the history of vaccines and what it's done to people, especially communities people, of color. Yeah. Exactly. People like us. Absolutely. Yeah. I understand it. That's my wife's biggest thing. It's like, hey, right. I, you know, whatever. And that's like, I respect it. Fair. You know what I'm saying? She, she's also like, hey, I don't feel like kids should just run out and go take it either. Like, blah, blah, right. we need to learn about it. And it's like, all that is fine. I'm fine right. with that. But like these random conspiracy theories and this like, big oh, pharma. I knew my sister's cousin and them took the shot. <laughs> and now her baby daddy got three, three <laughs> testicles now. But I'm like, what? <laughs> Stop lying. Like you're just, just for the record, there there have been no confirmed deaths due to the vaccine. Yes, no. for the record. Yes, for right. the record, there have not, not been any more. confirmed deaths for from the vaccine. Due to the vaccine. So contrary so far, to what so you read on t- Twitter or on yeah. Snapchat or on Facebook or TikTok or wherever. Right. Putting that out there. And again, we're not advocating for you to take the shot. Just saying. Just make educated decisions and go from it from there. So yeah. there we go. So we yeah, yeah, that's our that's our coronavirus vaccine minute. <laughs> sponsored by Pfizer. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, sponsored by Pfizer. I wish we were sponsored by Pfizer. Shit, cut the check. Shit. Right. Um, yeah, man. Uh, sad day in hip hop. Figured we start. Oh man. Uh, sad day in um in music. Sad day in hip hop. You know, um, an artist that we both grew up listening to, fans of Earl Simmons, DMX. Um. Better known as DMX, I should say, um, passed away. Fifty years old. Complications of a heart attack that was induced by an overdose. You guys all know the news if you've been watching for five minutes. Um, yeah, sad day, sad day in hip hop, man. Um, got a lot to say about it. I guess I, I'll start with you though. What's your thoughts on DMX's unfortunate passing? DMX was a complicated individual. Um, 
And I think that's what everyone liked about him. He was very human. If yes. that makes any sense. He, oh, yeah. He had a lot of demons, I guess, if, if that's the word you want to use. He, you know, he, he went through a lot. He was a very spiritual man, which I think a lot of people saw and resonated with. He, he had phenomenal music. I mean, I'm someone who's not angry. I'm not an angry person. <laughs> Throw on some DMX. <laughs> it's about to go down. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I mean, just, just from a standpoint of, you know, I'm someone who makes music. And, you know, yeah. believe it or not, I, I grew up listening to rap. It is, it is a genre that I grew up listening to. I don't listen to it anymore. But the Jay-Zs, the DMXs, the Nas, like that's that was my generation. Those are the artists I listened to. And it's just sad, man. It, it, it reminds you of your own mortality because it's like, damn, yeah. X is gone. And then you look at it, it's like he was 50. Like it's just it's a, a bunch of things that just like remind you of your own mortality. And life is short, man. And he was well-loved. Just appreciate the greats. Appreciate your family while they're here because, you know, Tomorrow is not promised, man. I, I I don't know what else to say. I mean, X is not someone I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say to here and be like, oh, I was the biggest X fan. I like his music, but I like his music from a superficial standpoint where like you threw on party up in the club and I'm going crazy. Right. <laughs> no, um, no, no, absolutely. And I like the, I like other songs as well. Um, I'm not one of the people who like resonated with his message or his, his music personally, but I did enjoy listening to some of his songs. I made a joke on Twitter today saying that what they just want was my ringtone for my parents. And that's not a lie. It was uh, my mom would call you. What do you want from them? That's actually a good idea. I, should, should, should that. I don't know why it came to me. I thought it was hilarious. And that was my ringtone for like two years yeah. in high school. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, I, I feel I, when things like this happen, like when Nip passed, I wasn't a big fan of Nippy. I didn't listen to his music, but like I grew up around hip hop. I grew up around hip hop heads. So my friends are hurting and that's yeah. what it, X is for me. It's like, oh, my, my friends are hurting today. So I'm hurting because my friends are hurting. And I am a little sad as well. Yeah. No, um, I'm sad, man. Um, yeah. I, I grew up listening to X, one of my favorite rappers. Um, yeah, he's one of the first people that, that you know, when I started really following hip hop, you know, I don't, whenever that age is, when you first fall in love with hip hop. I think yeah. to me, that age when you first fall in love with hip hop is like right around nine, ten 11 years old that's what it was for me i can't speak for everybody else but um yeah x was you know i, I still remember 1998 like it was yesterday I, I tweeted about it you know going to go pick up it's dark as hell is hot and just like literally like one of the first cassettes i ever bought like, my own money i felt i felt like i was growing up man he bought a tape on his own right, right. and and uh yeah i just remember listening to that whole album just like literally <laughs> till the damn tape broke. Um, I just, I, I, obviously, you know, I'm a huge hip hop fan and I'm a hip hop head through and through and I've grown up in hip hop. It's part of my life. It's a big part of my life. And uh, X was a significant chapter in that, you know what I mean? You know, growing up in New York at that time, you know, DMX, Jay-Z, Nas, Biggie, you know, those were, that was the Mount Rushmore, you know what I mean? I'm sure people will add different Wu-Tang, I'm sure. Right, right. But that, you know, th that combination, that group, that that era was was a big part of my life and my love for hip-hop. So yeah, it, it it definitely affected me. And I think the other thing about it, and you're right, and you're so spot on on X <clears throat> and how he resonates with people, because he does, right? I think X really is a rapper kind of like Tupac, why people love Tupac and whatever. Um, he, he felt like a real person. 
You felt yeah. like you were watching a real person tell his and story he- and make music. Because part of hip hop is, you know, even your favorite rapper. I'm, and I mean this in a in a in a. I don't mean this in a derogatory right? but a lot of rappers put on a persona, right? Or they or or, right. or, or heighten their own persona times ten, right? right? You know, to to fit a role as an image. Not all, some. I'm not making a general statement. But a lot of rappers put on a persona or a lot of rappers feel like you can't touch them. You felt like you could touch X. You felt like you could meet X on the street. And this was he was accessible. Guy. Yeah, he, he was accessible. accessible. He was yeah. just a real person. That's what I mean. Like, he was just a real person. Like, as much as I love Jay, Jay is my favorite rapper. Like, I, I, I can't relate to Jay mm-hmm. and like buying no. Basquiat. Like, I can't relate to that. But I could relate to DMX's story. I could relate, even though I wasn't per se going through the same thing, I can relate because he was a real person. He was telling, he was coming at it from a real perspective. Um, and um, that's what made, that's what made him so beloved, man. He just felt like a real genuine, real person. And I think, and, I think a lot of that comes from the fact that like, he didn't fake anything. Like he no. was, like he was oh. an angry dude and he's like, didn't care that you knew, but he, he was, was angry, angry because, and, and I know that at the time when I was, yeah. and obviously I was young. So you, 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 you heard and you saw the pain through his music. But then after when I grew up and I started, obviously, interviews and things, you know, just knowing more about his backstory, you just found out that the horrible life trauma that he had, right. you know, growing his upbringing, the, the drug abuse, being introduced to crack by, by right. someone and having that person, you know, con him into being addicted to it. Right. And I mean, just the horrible, horrible stories of him representing you know, just talking about his upbringing and his and his falling into those demons, traps, whatever you want to call them. And uh, it's sad, man. It's sad. And I, I think that's what that's the thing that really hit me, though, is like the, the 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 part with the demons, man, because this was a person that literally had his demons in front of the whole world. Like it wasn't hidden. Like you knew um, that X had some demons and um, and he tried. I think he that's tried. Why, he tried. That, like, that's the you, yeah. you saw him try over. Like we saw, we saw DMX try and fail, try yes. and fail. Like yes, it, and it, it it humanized him. Like his struggles yeah. in a fucked up way humanized him as a mm-hmm. human being. After his rap career, I mean, he still yes. actually technically was, didn't stop. Still like, active, yeah. He didn't stop yeah. rapping, yeah. But like, yeah, I, I think that's what it is. I mean, he had like reality TV shows, and you're seeing what he's like, and you see the mm-hmm. struggles that he's going through, and it's real, man. Like mm-hmm. he fought so hard to try to be a better person. Um, he was very integral in the, in the community, especially in Yonkers where he grew up. Right. So he did a lot of good and he he tried his best to be a, just a decent human being. And despite his fault, and there are a lot, I'm not going to say they're not like he was a perfect human being. No, no one is. This, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I, I think a lot of people saw themselves in him where it's like, man, like here's my favorite rapper. He's struggling, yeah. but he's trying, you know, like just the fact that he was trying to be a better person to get over a drug addiction or, or whatever it was um, just really humanized him. And, mm. and I, I think, he, he he won a lot of hearts a lot and especially like i mean i'm i'm not a spiritual person at all like i i yeah. don't i don't think you and i've ever had a conversation about this but like i'm i'm an atheist and yeah. but the fact that like he he would pray like after shows or before yeah. performances and like really i'm not, I'm not talking like you yeah. know like thou head like he would get on stage and, and pray. pray with the right on his albums <laughs> so, yeah yeah, right. yeah. He, i mean he had a song called lord give me a sign like exactly. literally like yeah. So, and I think a lot of people connected that as well, you know? So it's yeah. just kind of like, here's this hard ass motherfucker. And he's, he's, he's talking about y'all going to make me lose my mind up, which right. by the way, it's a club song about him just beating the shit out of people, which is funny. Right. Like usually club songs about it other just, things, but, right. <laughs> but then like he'll perform that song and then he'll like, all right, let's play, pray. Let's and then pray. <laughs> very passionate, like, right. 
And that's yeah. what, and that's, uh, yeah, that's all the things that, that made yeah. him so special, man. He was a unique individual, his unique character, man. And uh, yeah, like, you, you hit a spot on, man. His demons is, his, is what he was, tr- he was someone that was trying to actively defeat those demons. And he just right. couldn't, and at the end, he just could not. And, and, and it also speaks to, because I feel like as a society, we, we demonize, there goes that word demon, but we do demonize drug addiction. We, we like to think of it as like, it's a, it's a choice and it is a right. choice. Right. But yeah. it's a disease, man. It's a mental yeah. illness It's a disease. You know, you think DMX wanted to still be addicted to, to, to uh, whatever he was addicted. Yeah, you, still, you, you think tricky, he wanted man. to die this way. No one wants no. it. No one wants this. You know, like, I don't know about you. I've, I've had drug addicts in my family. My wife has had yes. drug addicts in my family. Yep. It's not, and it's something that takes a toll on your entire family. Like it's not yeah. a, it's not just you, right? Like it's, it affects an entire family to varying degrees. Right. So yeah. I, I, and that's what gets me angry because it's like, we look at drug addiction as like, Oh, well just go to rehab and that's it. Like it's, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Like if it was that easy, no one would be, yeah. everybody would do it. And there would be no, no yeah. drug addiction. And, that, and, and there is right. It's crazy to you. Breathe. I just had, I'm not going to, out the person, but I just had a conversation with someone who used to be addicted to drugs, and they're like, "Well, if talk about this, his mother." And he's like, "Well, if I can do it, then she can do it." It's like, no, it's like not that easy. It doesn't like, work that way. It that's how addiction work that works. Way. Like, just because you got off of heroin doesn't mean your mom can get off of heroin. It's harder. For, it might be harder for whatever the reasons are. People are different. That's not how it works. Your personal yeah. experience doesn't account for everything. Yes, and I think, but I think you know, seeing X struggle that way, I think it just in a that way it gave a lot of people hope like damn like, mm-hmm. if x can do it i can do it if mm-hmm. x can do it i can do it and if he yeah and I, I that's what i remember him mostly for more than his music was kind of like his struggles as messed up as that sounds where it's like when i think of dmx i think of someone who like legitimately is trying to be a better mm-hmm. human being yeah no i agree with you um yeah perfect point i hate when people do that right the whole yeah, if i can it, when it comes to this right of course that message resonates in some areas i'm not going to say it doesn't but when it comes to this like yeah you can't Every addictions are different and everybody's different. And again, that's why it's a right. mental illness because you can't assume right. that, well, this person did it. Well, you're going to do it. It, it. it doesn't work that way. It's, it's not that easy, right? It's not a, it's not, it's not an apples to apples thing. It's, you know, it's an apples to freaking. That applies to everything too, by the way, yeah. just because you can do it doesn't mean other people can do it. Circumstances are different for everybody. Yeah. Circumstances are different. What I mean is like, when I, when I mean specifically on this issue, like I don't think it really yeah. applies. Like it, it just doesn't, right? It's just yeah. two different people two different addictions. It's, it's two different things. Right. Um, yeah. so yeah, it's, it's sad, man. It's sad. I, I saw a tweet earlier about, you know, somebody tweeted, I, I can't remember the person who tweeted it. So I would shout them out, but you know, they basically said that, um, you know, DMX is one of those people you wanted to see someone save because he just yeah. like he was such a genuine person. And, um, yeah, and man, for that's such a tough person. He wasn't afraid to cry either. Like I've seen this man. No, he, he was, he again. was, that's what, that's, yeah. again, that's what I love most. I mean, I, there was, there's two facets of X. I love obviously his music, but then his personality, his 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 spirit, man. X was just a real dude, man. He was just a real dude. Smart guy, too. Smart. Just, you just, again, that tweet resonated because I was like, man, just somebody, just, not somebody, but just in general, like, just please save him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we need more people like DMX. And again, not saying that DMX was a saint or he was perfect. No, I, you know me on my stance on it. No human being on earth is perfect. No one. Right. No one is perfect. Good people have hurt people. Bad people have done good things. Like no one is perfect. <laughs> this is not an exact science here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But I, you, we needed more people like DMX, man. We needed more spirits like him. And uh, yeah, it hurts. It's a sad day for hip hop, man. If you're a real hip hop fan, especially if you're a fan of that New York, era, man. New York hip hop, you're a man. fan of that era. You grew up on DMX, and that's another thing too. Is like it's part of my childhood. Yeah, that that died today. 
Right. Like again, like literally from like the ages of what 97 was when I first discovered DMX on the mixtape circuit, you know, from basically 1997 when I was 11 to, you know, I mean, I, I still continue to listen to X to this day, but really from 11 to 20, to basically the age of 20, <laughs> you know, X was a huge part of my daily right. life. You know what I mean? Like with his right. music. So it's just like, it's crazy that. And movies. This month was yeah. Movies. And, and, and that's another thing too. Like, yeah. I wanted to talk about that too. Like, I feel like now because he's been out of the the mainstream attention for so long, not the not the main because he's still mainstream. People knew who DMX was, but I mean, like his music isn't mainstream anymore. Like, I feel like people forget like this motherfucker was a superstar. Yes. Like, that's the other thing about DMX. Like his first 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 rap artist to have five consecutive number one albums debut right. from debut on first five albums, all debut at number one, all go multi-platinum like first artist in history to debut at number one in the same calendar year with with a with his debut and then release a a, a, a follow-up album in the same year like he literally released it's dark as hell is hot and flesh of my flesh blood of my blood in the same year i think nine months from each other which is Ridiculous. just psychotic right <laughs> it's like, that's what that's the it best word psychotic. for it it's fucking psychotic right first hip-hop artist i believe first artist to do that but i'm definitely first hip-hop artist to do that like this man was a juggernaut, like five million, three million, four million records every single time. And again, he wasn't like this pop star like that. Like, you know, X wasn't out here making I just want to love you by Jay. Like he wasn't doing that. Yeah. X was going multi quadruple platinum on Get At Me, dog. Right, <laughs> like screaming at exactly like, like I'm was, not kidding. Like club bangers are usually like for for, for younger kids that yeah. are listening to this because there's there's a generation that probably that only knows DMX from the memes, right, or only know DMX from the Christmas uh, meme. Is that you know basically right? There is a generation right. of that, right? And like they don't know that X was like, yo, this dude was a superstar. Like he would he was like what the equivalent of like a little baby would be now, right? Or you know, I don't know, bigger. name a rapper, Kendrick yeah. or whatever, right? No, Ken, bigger he, he, than bigger like, than Little Baby, right? But I'm just yeah. saying, like, trying to talk to to that generation, right? Like, he's the equivalent of like what Kendrick used to be or is now. Like, he was huge, huge, yeah. right? Kendrick, Kendrick Cole, something like that. Yeah, Kendrick J Cole, somebody. I, I'm yeah. just using somebody that's going to resonate with the younger generation, like Little Baby, like Little Baby, as far yeah. as just. Yeah, I I just don't know if anyone like held that space though. Like you can think of any rapper that you want, but I don't think anyone really invoked the feelings that DMX has invoked. No, no, no. And, and again, I don't want to say that little yeah. baby invokes that feeling. No, no. Yeah, no. no but just I, I just meant that stature. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, mean, I know what you're saying. Like, yeah, I don't want anybody you, to think like, like you I'm had like your con- like, You can think yeah. of like conscious rappers like Lupe and Common. It's like oh, they you know no. they're intellectual, but they like, weren't. You can think no. of, like your crafty punchline artists, and you can think of like your clever Jay Zs, but like X was literally in was in a class of his own. He's absolutely. Rapper absolutely. That I could think of that, like had this anger, but like, it's like sophisticated anger. Yeah. yeah. No, no, it's, it's, it's Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> no, he was a superstar, man. And he really yeah. was mainstream. And that was like, what I marveled about his music career is that his motherfucker was literally able to transcend and go mainstream while still being gutter and street and raw. And that is a skill onto itself. Hard. Like, again, That's X, hard. Wasn't out, X wasn't out here making big papas. Like he no. wasn't making that. You know what I mean? X was out here like, get at me, dog. And yeah, like, you know, I mean, you on, on you know, all his, even, like, all his what, what is his most like mainstream <laughs> single? Party up? Party up. And even Party that, up. like, you know, like 
to the untrained eye is just a regular street gutter song. The, like the beat fools being, everybody. The beat right. on that song fools everybody. That song exactly. he's really just talking about beating the shit out of everybody. Exactly. Basically, right? So like yeah. you know, X and you Rough know. Riders anthem. I mean, stop. And Rough Riders stop. anthem. Yeah. I mean, but down, all these, open yeah. up, open up shop. Yeah. I mean, songs <laughs> become mainstream, but their intent <laughs> weren't mainstream. Is, is this right, what right, I'm right. saying? Like the intent of Rough Ride. Like no one could have predicted that that song would blow up to become what it was. Right. Right. Same thing with Party Up. Same thing with some of the, what's my name. Like all these other songs that he had. Right. Yeah, man. X X. It's sad, man. We lost a we lost a yeah. real icon today. Swiss Owens, bro. I think I think um I think Rough Riders anthem was Swiss's first single. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. As a producer. That's, that's pretty cool. Which is, yeah. Think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, he, again, I want to marvel like X was a superstar and then movies like, and he had it again, had he stayed with it, his, his life not gone off the rails. I mean, he could have been acting pretty decent actor. I'm not going to sit here and say he was, you know, Morgan Freeman or somebody, but even he was, he had charisma. You could tell that, you know, he, he had a space in that, he had a he had a he had a role in that space that could have become something, right? And um, yeah, it's unfortunately his demons got the best of him, man. And and again, I I just um, it's a sad day in hip hop. I pray for his family first and foremost, obviously, because right. it's hard. Um, it's hard losing someone, and then obviously you go through the 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 pitfalls of social media. People reporting his death last night and stuff like that. So you know, their their family's gone. His family's gone through a rough week. So. You know, just keep that family in your prayers or hopes or whatever, whatever, whatever faith you have. Please, please just pray for that family. I think he had 11 kids or something like that. Um, so I think I think it was like 11, 12 kids that he had. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what his marital status. I know I know he was married before. I've seen his his first wife, who was someone he grew up with and someone he was dated from back in the day. I don't know if he was married after that. But yeah, man, pray for his family. Um, it's a sad day for hip hop. Sad day for for fans like myself, you people who grew up in that era, hip hop fans in general. Like, it's a sad day. If you love hip hop, if you are truly a hip hop, yeah, fiend, especially, it's a yeah. sad day. Especially hip hop head in your late twenties, yeah. early thirty, whatever. You, yeah, if you're a fan yeah. of hip hop, it's a sad day because yeah. this man was an icon. He was an icon. He's one of the greatest rappers that has ever lived, legit. And I know sometimes we like to throw that out like goats, and we we, we we've almost overuse that term but no this guy dude this dude literally you want to use a sports and that he's top 50 all time for sure oh not like, even close definitely in that this you know 20 you know, i don't 15 10 like I, I don't know i don't know we would have to sit down and, and yeah and break it down obviously but right yeah he, he's definitely one of the greatest to ever do it for sure yeah and um his legacy will live on so yeah r.i.p earl simmons aka dmx man and the other thing about it too you know the guy that had so much demons, so much struggles. Hopefully, now in the afterlife, you know he's he's in a much better place. Hopefully, so yeah. So, R.I.P. D.M.X. So yeah, let's transition over to something not so sad. Okay. Well, depending on your <laughs> depending on your uh, perspective on it, um, Sam Darnold. Oh, Sammy! <laughs> Sam Darnold is officially a Carolina Panther, no longer a New York Jet. Um. I want to hear your I want to hear your thoughts first. I mean, you're the Jet fan. What did you think? Talked about it a little bit on the show this past week on my baseball show because Dalvin's a huge Jet fan, covers the Jets and all that good stuff. So, shout out to Dalvin too in the baseball pod. Episode four is out now. Go check it out. Um, you know, with with Sam Darnold, it was the worst kept secret, right? The Jets were going to make a change at some point. I know that there were 
you know, there were murmurs in the first part of the offseason that the Jets might keep him. And then when Robert Sala and uh, right. Michael LaFleur were hired, um, you know, there was rumors that they, they'd look to keep Sam Darnold. To me, I never bought into them. I really never did. You're the number two pick. You, you have the number two pick in an NFL draft, a stacked quarterback draft. Go with you it. Almost, you almost have to. New you coach. Know, you almost, yep. Yeah, new coach. It, it just makes too much sense, right? Sam Darnold is, you know, I've, I've been going through a lot of different thought processes with this uh, trade this past week. I'm happy because I think we finally closed the book on that era. Mike McCagnin, Adam Gates. <sighs> that that era. <laughs> what era an era was just, that was. It, it was. it was painful. Yes, it was very painful as a Jet fan. We finally closed the book on that era. I don't blame Sam Darnold. I know some Jet fans are, are, are it's, it's very split in the Sam Darnold community when it comes to Jet fans. Some Jet fans were in favor of Sam Darnold. Some Jet fans hated Sam Darnold. Dalvin was more on the, not hate, but he just, he saw the flaws in Sam Darnold. Um, I was always a Sam Darnold defender. I, I thought he was someone that, and I still think, I still think he can go to Carolina and be successful, right? In the right situation. I think Carolina might be the right situation. We'll see. Um, but I always thought that, that Sam Darnold could be somebody that'd be successful in this league if in the right situation. Is he a fr- is he a transcendent quarterback? No. Is he Aaron Rodgers? No. Is he that guy that you could just literally put a bunch of scrubs, a bunch of Josh Josh Rodriguez and Manny Browns around him, and he's going to go to a Super Bowl? No. no. But Sam Darnold is a Ryan Tannehill type, where you put him in an infrastructure, you put him with a good, solid base to work with. I mean, but and they just kind of he, brought that base over, right? No, did they? <laughs> you bringing over Shanahan's offense? You kind of invest in some receivers. But, I, gotta... but I get, but I get the Jets thinking, and I'm getting to that, right? Yeah. Sam Darnold. I still think Sam Darnold can be a a competent, not even competent. I think Sam Darnold can be a very good. He could be a rant, Ryan Tannehill in this league. He could be yeah. a very good, solid, productive quarterback that you could get to the playoffs with, maybe on a given year maybe even make a run to the Super Bowl. Like, I still believe that in Sam Darnold. I really do. Um, It just wasn't going to happen here. It just wasn't. It just was not going to happen here for a myriad of reasons. And the way I looked at this was, in a lot of ways, I feel like Sam Darnold didn't play up to the potential of a third overall pick. And I also feel like the Jets failed him. Like, those two things can be... Yeah. Blame to everybody. Everybody deserves blame. Everybody. 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 Yeah. Yeah, Sam Darnold deserves blame because he just, he didn't get, he didn't get better. You know, like he was still like last year was so bad. Like I know you didn't watch a lot of Jet games, but last year was bad. Last year was just it's it's just it's bad. I mean, he was literally the worst quarterback in football last year. And I'm yeah. not lying. Like it's not hyperbole. Like look at the numbers. Look at the <laughs> yeah. He literally was the worst starting quarterback in the NFL last year by a wide margin. I would say. You know, and you you can't have that. I don't care. You know, like I, I have this thing, like sometimes if you're a great player and with the number three pick in the draft, you're supposed to be, quote unquote, a great player. Yeah, you rise to the occasion. You no, know, you're supposed to rise above dysfunction and mediocrity. Okay. Like you're supposed to be better than the pieces around you. And Sam Darnold never proved that he could be, you know, he just he just never proved that. And I know it's being harsh in my critique of him, but he just he just didn't deliver in that. And again, it's not all his fault. Mike McCagnin was a terrible general manager. Literally, look at his draft picks. Like, all bad. Right? Aside from maybe two. And, you know, that's not helping your young quarterback. You know, he comes in, he get, he gets drafted by the Jets. And who are his coaches? Todd Bowles, who was a terrible, terrible head coach. And then you somehow, only the Jets, can go from Todd Bowles to literally the worst 
head coach probably in NFL history. <laughs> top five. Top five. Top five. I'm, yeah, I'm not. I, I'm, you, I'm, you're not kidding. This is I, not, I'm not lying either. Like, yeah, you're literally not. one of the worst. I'm sure you could probably find a worse coach out there. Maybe. Rich Codetite, obviously. Same guy, coach of the Jets, right? Yep. <laughs> that should show you what I've the torture I've gone through my, you know, 30 plus years on our rooting for this stupid team. Um, Adam Gates was bad. Like, hard, like he is legit. If he's not one of the worst coaches, he is definitely the worst coach in the NFL today or was like without oh, 1000%. 1000%. And so you can't give a young quarterback that and then say, here, go succeed. Like a lot of guys would have failed in that. A lot of guys not named Aaron Rodgers, um, Ben Roethlisberger, you know, like the like the Five guys that are like once in a generation, those guys would have probably figured out a way to succeed in that. Right. Anybody else? I don't think succeeds in that. I really don't. You know, so in a way, I'm kind of contradicting myself because in a way I'm saying Sam Darnold should have risen above the the the, the mediocrity. But in a way, I'm also saying the mediocrity was too much. So it's no, it's it's you know what I think it is. I think Sam Darnold is a is a cautionary tale. He's the e true Hollywood story of like what not to do. <laughs> the behind the music version of what not to do with a young quarterback. He really is right. Like he, he but but yeah. He is. And on the same note, if he was a generational talent, he would have overcame certain things. Right. Right. So you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Both can be true. Both can be true. No, it's, it's, it's sad because obviously you wanted Sam Darnold to be that guy. I wanted Sam Darnold to be that guy, that next Joe Namath. And I like him. And I I still like him. I still like him. And he's, he's one of those players. I don't think it was the whole New York aspect. I don't think the pressure of New York got to him. I think organization. I think, no, you don't feel comfortable, man. Like you can't, especially a sport like he had no offense. Like this is what I want to tell people. Cause there's people in my circle that ate Sam Darnold. Like I know a Carolina Panther fan that it's not happy right now that we got that. Oh no, you should be happy. Upgrade. Like, listen, Sam Darnold had the worst offensive line in football. Yep. Or one of the, the one offensive weapon they gave him is probably washed up in Le'Veon Bell. Right. Oh, and Jamison Crowder. Well, Le'Veon was hurt. Like Jamison Crowder was was is when Jamison Crowder is your best offensive weapon. Right, you have problems. But even and then and then the one guy he did have, Robbie Anderson, in in Mike McCagnan's infinite wisdom, we let him out the door. So right, we're not Mike McCagnan. uh, Even Bell, like Bell, played like fifty percent of his games at the Jets. It's not he he was there for like what a year and a half and played Mm -hmm. what like maybe ten games. So then you have Frank Gore, who's like ninety seven years old as your running back. Yeah. Um, yeah, like <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Like Sam yeah. Darnold had this to work with, yeah, nothing. you know, it, it, so it's unfair. And then like, you, you know, you compare him to Josh Allen, like, well, look at what Josh Allen's working with, yeah. you know, not even this year where he had Stefan Diggs, but just even the last year, like, first of all, Josh Allen has a better infrastructure around them. The bills are a more competently ran organization than arguably the, the best ever. head coach in the league or one of you, top three. McDermott, I, I, I'm not going to go that far, but I think McDermott is a really good coach. He's one of the best coaches in football. I think he's proven absolutely. that over the last two years. Yes, absolutely. Right? Um, he just has an infrastructure around him. You know, even right. Baker, who I think Sam Darnold is way more talented than. Agreed. Like, I think if you put Sam Darnold on the Browns, I think the Browns are about the same, if not better. Right. Like, I, I'll, I'll say that. I'll go to my grave saying that, right? Like, even Baker. Look at what Baker has to work with. <laughs> you give him those two. You give Sam Darnold those two running backs. You think Sam Darnold can't figure out how to win <laughs> and nine, Lane. ten games? And Jarvis. Yeah. yeah, right. And oh, by the way, Odell Beckham. Right. 
it's like but but then it's like when people want to make this narrative like sam darnold is terrible he's worth and look he may be the jury is still out i'm not saying that he's going to go to carolina and turn into to to to, uh tom brady i'm not saying that the jury is still out on sam darnold and he still has to prove himself very much so right so i'm not saying that it's a given but what i'm saying is that you can't expect this kid to get that and then say yep all right go make you know, go make lemonades out of the shitty ass batch of lemons that you were just given. Like you, can, right. you can't do that. Right. You you can't. So, yeah, as a Jet fan, look, I'm excited because it's a fresh start and I'm interested and I'm looking forward to whoever we pick. Obviously, it's going to be Zach Wilson. But, um, you know, I, and I'm, I'm excited about Zach Wilson. I am, too, man. Um, I mean, everything I you read, I, I'm not going to and I'm not going to be a phony Jet fan to tell you like, oh, yeah, I've watched Zach Wilson for three years at BYU. No. Like the majority of Jets nation, unless yeah. you are a draft analyst, you have not sat there and watched BYU. games. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm not. And I mean, and you know, I am a huge college football fan. Right. I've watched Zach Wilson maybe three times. One was right. a bowl game this past year. And I watched like snippets or like a half of other games. I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that. And again, I am a huge college football fan. I watch a lot of college football. I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I watch a lot of BYU games. I didn't. I'm not. You know, I'm not going to be phony like that. I mean, the fact from that you what I see impressive enough to be honest. <laughs> from what I've seen, from yeah. what I've read, and then going through the draft process, I like what I see. I like what I hear. You know, but obviously, you know how it is. You get these guys in a room with pads or with shorts and they impress the hell out of everybody. Right. And then you, you put them on a, on a football field with guys coming at you. It's a, it's a totally different thing. So, you know, the, you know, we'll see, we'll see, but it's a fresh start for the jets and it's a fresh start for Sam Darnold. So that's a good thing. The other aspect of this was, I'm curious to get your take on. I kind of feel like the jets fleeced Carolina. You think so? Yes. Oh yeah, bro. Here's the thing. They got to sit. I'm looking up. They had six rounds. They got a six round this year. Then they got a second and a fourth next year for a quarterback that you kind of don't know if he's going to be that guy. Now, I know Carolina will probably say, yeah, we believe Sam Darnold is going to be that guy. They believe it. Obviously, they had to give that up. But from a value perspective, yeah, football is a sport where it's like the draft can like you can strike gold, man, in any round. So picks are more valuable in the NFL. Um, A six round pick to me this year doesn't mean much. I mean, that second next year. The second next year could mean something, depending on how Carolina finishes. You're taking one of the the you're essentially with that second next year, you have a chance to take one of the sixty best top sixty best players in the in the draft next year. Right, right. So for me, I think what's throwing me off is the fact they got like a sixth round this year. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to me, it kind and, of, and, and that threw a lot of people off too this yeah. year, right? Like, oh, they're getting a six for Sam Darnold. Ha ha ha! People yeah, that hate but the Jets, I mean, right? If, and I'm like, no, you have to look at what they got next year. They got a second round pick, and even a fourth round pick. Yeah, like, and even yeah, a fourth round pick can become something. Decent. And then on top of that, too, like, you, like you said before, like statistically, he was literally the worst quarterback in football. Right. So, right. like, if you're giving up the worst quarterback in football, you expect to get like. The Jets trade right. Sam Darnold for next year's seventh round. Like that's it. Like yeah, <laughs> like, right. But even way. but I'm not even talking about it from the Sam Darnold perspective. I'm just talking about it because Carolina clearly was going to look for a quarterback upgrade. Right. They were hot and heavy on Deshaun, and boy, we'll get to Deshaun in a little bit. Oh man. But you know they were hot and heavy on Deshaun. Like they were one of the teams along with the Jets and the Dolphins and the 49ers that were like actively trying to swing a trade for Deshaun Watson. Obviously, that's over and done with. 
And then even now with the trade up of San Francisco to the third spot, you know, you know, conceivably that could have been Carolina. I'm right. sure conversations were had there. Um, Carolina panicked. They found themselves in a situation where they want access to one of those four quarterbacks. I still think at eight in the position that they're sitting in, they could have possibly like, cause play this out for a second. Right. And obviously we don't know what's going to happen. Obviously we, we don't know. Right. Lawrence goes one to the Jags. Yeah. Wilson goes two to the jets. Right. According to the rumors, which I, I cannot believe that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are going to do this. I just can't. I, I, I said it on the show the other day. I cannot believe that Kyle Shanahan traded up 12 fucking spots. However much, however many spots to go draft Mac Jones. I, I just, I'm not going to believe it. No, but let's just, but, but, no. but let's just no. play this out. Okay. Well, we'll play the game. But let's play, play the game. game. Right. Let's just say he <laughs> trades up to get Mac Jones. Okay. I don't think the Falcons are taking a quarterback. They should, but I don't think they are. Uh-huh. If anything, they might trade out of that pick, but let's say they stay there. I don't think they're taking a quarterback. What do you take there? An offensive lineman protect. Yeah. You take Sewell or uh Rayshon Slater. Okay. Okay. So that, so Falcons are out again. We're just playing a game. Obviously we don't, we don't have a crystal ball. We don't know what the fuck is going to happen. Right. Um, at five Cincinnati's not taking a quarterback. We they're know that Pitts. they're taking pits for burrow, bro. That's right. Of, right. Yeah. And then at six Miami, you would think, yeah. you would think, you would think they're not yeah. taking a quarterback. I would say I would say Miami's more likely to take a quarterback than Atlanta, but whatever. You you play you this game out. Don't want you don't want to draft a quarterback because you just invested in Tua. There's no way you bring in a quarterback. Right, to, right. Yeah. They yeah. at least have to give Tua a full year. Yes. Um. So Miami's not taking a quarterback, and Detroit just got golf. Now, could Detroit take a quarterback? No. Could no. But I don't see Detroit taking. Much. Yeah, no. I don't see them taking. I don't see them taking. Although I wouldn't rule out Detroit. I wouldn't rule out Detroit because you could because if you could literally take a quarterback, sit him for a year, and then if Goff plays well, Goff is a trade asset for you for another team. You could flip Goff to another team. So right. um, but so you look at it, right? So we're playing this game, right? Falcons are not taking a, a pick, a quarterback. The Bengals are not taking a quarterback. Dolphins are not taking a quarterback, and the Lions are not taking a quarterback. So you could be sitting at eight with Justin Fields. We're at worst Matt Jones. So why was there a need to trade a second, a fourth, and a sixth for Sam Darnold? Unless you think Sam Darnold is going to be infinitely better than Justin Fields or Matt Jones. And I don't know if you can honestly say that. I, I think I, you could say Sam Darnold's better than Mac Jones. Yes. Fields. I don't know. You could say that about Justin Fields. Yeah. Just, Justin Fields, the jury's still out. Yeah. I agree with you on that. And that's why I feel like they kind of got fleeced in a sense that I think they, I think the Jets preyed on their panic. And they were like, hey, if you want Sam and Matt Rule like Sam Darnold. It's, it's, yeah, it sounds like they didn't want anything to do with Matt Jones. That's what it sounds like to me. And I don't blame them, but I'm just saying, yeah. Because a lot of times with trades, it's about leverage. It's about leverage. It's about, yeah. I have something that a lot of people want. And, and you, use, you leverage that to get what you need. And if you're the Jets... I think they build the Jets out because I think there was a lot of teams because 49ers weren't going to go after Sam Darnold. Washington just signed Fitzpatrick and they're still in a position where they could possibly get one of these young quarterbacks. I'm surprised. I'm surprised Washington hasn't tried. I'm surprised too, but I think Trey Lance, they may trade up to like the top of the, of the next, um, the next group of picks. So they don't want to trade into the top 10. They'll trade it into like that upper yeah. teens or whatever to try to get maybe a Trey Lance. 
Um, I can see Washington doing that. There's rumors that they might do that. Washington, um, man, like Washington was like their team right now to me. That like if you get a quarterback in Washington, like ten and six, eleven and five, yeah, in that dice. division, easily, yeah, yeah, easily. So we're we're one of the NFC East, and let's let's roll the dice in the playoffs, easily. Yeah, they're um, you know, so the Jets were running out. Of, my my point is the Jets were running out of options, right, this right. year. Right. Like the Jets yeah. were running out of options. So I think to me, Carolina kind of did us a favor. Like, oh, you give us a six and then a second and a fourth next year. Hell right. yeah. Right. Like for that, for a guy that you're not even that sure of, like maybe he might be another Ryan Tannehill. Maybe not. You don't know. Yeah. We, right? Yeah. I think Matt Rule thinks he Matt, knows. I, yeah, I, I think I think it's a combination. They didn't want to be stuck with Matt Jones and Matt Rule probably really like Darnold. But even then. But even then, you don't have to take Mac Jones at eight there. You could take Trey Lance. I think that's a little high for Trey Lance, but but I'd like Trey Lance more than I do Trey, Mike Mac Jones by a lot. Like Trey Lance more than you like Sam Darnold. And Sam Again, is young. Sam is younger than Joe Burrow. Twenty three. Sam is twenty three. Yeah, he's twenty three years old. Yeah. yeah no. And again, I'm kind of contradicting myself because in a way I'm kind of dissing and shitting on, me on Sam Darnold. I'm not trying to, but what I'm saying is I'm very, I'm being very consistent. Like the jury is still out on Sam Darnold. Like, yeah. I don't think anybody can sit here today. If I told, if I told you the audience, go to Vegas right now and basically sell up, put up your house and your car and whatever, you're basically your entire life savings for a guarantee that you think Sam Darnold is going to be a good starting quarterback next year. I don't think you would do that right now. Right now, knowing what you know, I don't think you would do that. Good is such like, we got, we got to find good. <laughs> <laughs> that he's going to be, again, I'll use this term for Ryan, Ryan Tannehill. No. You wouldn't put the, you wouldn't put up your life savings for that, right? Not this exactly. Year. Not this year. Exactly. I, eventually, maybe. Not that right. But you don't know that, right? It's the ultimate mis- mystery. You don't know that. So it, it, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. Uh, again, I I like Sam. I think he's and everything you read and hear about him. He's a good kid. He's a leader, um, things of that nature. He's, he checks off those boxes. So right. I root for the guy. Obviously, I'm not rooting for him against the Jets. And the right. other thing about it, too, they traded him to another conference, which is great. I don't have to suffer through him killing us for the next because it would have been so jet right like they trade him to the fucking raiders and he basically becomes fucking rich gannon (laughs) (laughs) 2.0 fucking killing the jets for the next day oh my god that would have been it would have been like the most jetsian thing to do no but they trade him to carolina far away you know it won't impact us at least until we get to a super bowl god forbid a super bowl for the jets went um so yeah look i'm rooting for the kid i don't know I don't know. I think it's. I yep. think it was. I think it was a good thing for both parties. Honestly, I have a soft spot for Sam Donald. I'm not even a Jets fan. I have a soft spot for him. I have more of a soft spot for Sam Donald than I do for Daniel Jones. <laughs> what? A, that's a. Per, would you take Sam Donald? Sorry, I think you would. Right? You would take Sam Donald over over Daniel Jones right now. Yes, I would. Absolutely. I think Daniel Jones is terrible. I I think he's terrible too. <laughs> I, 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 I think he's terrible too i think he's a i think he is a i think he is a he who is who is daniel jones in my eyes daniel jones is while you're thinking about it i'll just reiterate for the 20th time he literally like that he is living off of his first start that he is a slightly better version of christian ponder 
He is. He's like a little bit. Slightly, he's a little strong because Christian Ponder was terrible. Like he's like he's like a Zach Mettenberger. Oh God, Zach. But no, no, Christian Ponder's more. Yeah, he's like he's like a better. He's a better Christian Ponder. Like is what he is. It's like he's like forgot about Christian. Okay, even Christian Ponder might even be like not apt. No, Christian Ponder's funny as hell. He. That's fucking he's like a better he's like you know what he's like uh he's like a target version christian ponder like if christian ponder is like woolworth's <laughs> sam darnold is target like he's just yeah. like that version I, I i've and we're talking new york sports media yeah. i've never seen someone get as much slack as Dan yeah Joe. yeah i mean it and i like him he seems like a nice kid um, but I mean, that's the other thing about this. It's not personal. You're not yeah. sitting here saying, you know, oh, fuck Daniel uh, Jones. He's uh, a bitch. Like, no, like it's not, nobody's making a personal attack on these people. We're just saying how they play. Like, it's he is so I've got Gettleman and him are so lucky that Haskins was a bust. So I'm yeah, that 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 is another thing that has prolonged his existence. Was that 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 QB draft was kind of kind of shit. Yeah. Disgusting draft, but yeah, I'm 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 ready to move on from Daniel Jones. I understand giving him a year, uh, uh, but I would definitely take Sam Donald over Daniel Jones. Absolutely. How did you feel about the trade? Because I d- I did a lot of talking on that trade. So go ahead. I, I, I think it's a win-win for both teams. To be honest with you, I think the Jets got some draft picks. Uh, I probably would have tried to aim for higher, but I think you're right in the sense where a second rounder next year, like you said, you're getting a top sixty player. Depending on with how the Panthers finish, could be a top forty, top forty five player, which is dope. Um. So I, I like that from from the Jets standpoint. And listen, the the Panthers were in a transitional phase, right? They, they got Teddy. Teddy's not someone you're kind of building around. Um, and I think Sam is someone. If if you if you get this correct, you have your quarterback for the next ten years. And I think Sam is worth that gamble. And if not, you suck again. And, and the only problem is, well, now next year you don't have your second and fourth round picks, but you can you can try to rebuild or or give yeah. Sam another year. I, I think it's gamble worth it. I, I, I think it's yeah. Funny. It's it's a worthy gamble. It is. It is. I only I I only don't like it for the Carolina Panthers perspective. Is that I st- like if Carolina was thirteenth in the draft, I would say okay, yeah, definitely do that because the chances right. of you getting one of those four quarterbacks are slightly but but also below. like I get what you're saying, but also like now you keep that pick, you get Sam Darnold, and now you can true, very true. Some- very true. That's that's a good way of looking at it because realistically, they could probably still get one of those top yeah, receivers so, so there. So you or they get, get your a, quarterback, a, and right, now or they needed they need an offensive lineman, right? In so Carolina, which is weird. Have, He's leaving the New York oh my God. with yeah, a bad Carolina's offensive line, line to go to. Carolina's yeah, Carolina. line's not that great either. No, but hey, they have Matt Rule and Christian McCaffrey, so I guess it all evens out. And Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, so it evens out. He, they got talent. He's got talent. Tal- no. Look, I like this deal for for Carolina. I know it sounds like I'm shitting on it. No, I I think Carolina made a smart, risky, but smart route in the sense that they took a chance on a quarterback that could be great. The the thing is, is the uncertainty about him because Sam Darnold could be really great or he could be Sam Darnold that he was last year. Right. Only a better version of it. Right. So you don't know. Right. And it's I just look at it. I thought it was a panic move from the from the standpoint of they were sitting at eight. You could still let's say Justin Fields is there at eight, and you're banking on that though. That's 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 a gamble. But, but let's but let's just I, say like but let's just say Justin Fields Justin Field is there at eight. Yeah, because I think that I don't think anybody I know people will say that Sam Donald's probably better than Justin Fields, 
based on the fact that Sam Darnold's played in the NFL, Justin Field hasn't. But if you just look at raw talent, I don't know how you can sit there and argue that Justin That's Field, and also at the very least, isn't in the same sphere as Sam Darnold. If Sam Darnold was the worst quarterback in football last year, by definition, Justin Fields is an upgrade, right? Yeah. And also, if you're Carolina, you can wait, right? Like you can wait to see if Fields goes off the board. Right. And when he gets off the board, then you can pull the trigger on the deal. Right. Because you're not giving we'll up the pressure. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see, man. We'll we'll see. Yeah. Um, they've picked up this two-year option. So now they're gonna pay him 20 something. That's the other thing about it, too. They picked up the fifth-year option. So you're essentially now tying yourself to Sam Darnold for two years at 20 something million. Again, I, 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 it sounds like I'm shitting on this trade from the Carolina perspective. I'm not. I just think it, it's a smart, but but it, but the risk is high. If they got their guy, listen, in the NFL, if you got your guy, whatever. If you got your guy, you got your guy. That's it, period. But whatever, you would agree with me. But you would agree with me. If you're sitting here next year and I Sam Darnold is like only slightly better than he was as a Jet. Yeah, bad move. We're going to have to see. We're going to have to play it out. Yeah, yeah. Then we're going to see how Justin Fields is. We're going to see how Matt, we have to see how these, how their, how their career play out as well. And honestly, this is something that somebody else brought up to me. Do we know Sam Darnold's even better than Teddy Bridgewater? Like, what, what is it with Teddy? Like, I think Teddy Bridgewater is a solid. Like, look, I know Teddy we, Bridgewater. We know Teddy's, we know Teddy's ceiling. That's the thing. Teddy is, but, but like, I always hate when like, oh, his ceiling is not this, but like the ceiling that he is on, like his ceiling is still better, better than, than a lot of people. So and like that's okay. Right now. Yeah. Like I think Teddy Bridgewater is an is a good quarterback. I don't think he's great. I don't think he's very good. I think he's good. I think he's a huh. solid quarterback. I think if you put Teddy Bridgewater on a good team with a good line, a good running backs, good a good infrastructure, I think you can win 10 11 games with Teddy Bridgewater and yeah, be a playoff team. When he, when he with the Saints that one year. Yeah. Like Teddy Bridgewater is a competent quarterback. Yeah. And that's the other thing about this too. Like, do we even know Sam Darnold's better than Teddy Bridgewater? I don't think you can even say that. We're about to find out. We sure are. Find out. And if I'm Teddy Bridgewater, I'm feeling some type of way too. Cause I'm Hell like, yeah. I just threw, I think he threw for almost 3,900 yards last year. Teddy wasn't that good this year. Teddy was incredibly he, consistent. He had moments like he matched. He matched Mahomes in that game, that Panther, that Panther Chiefs game. He was no, he, he played. Did, his, but there was, there yeah, was, I look. I like Teddy. I think Teddy. I love him. I, I I love him as a human being. I think he, like yeah, yeah. His story's incredible. Like, if he was a backup, he'd be the best backup in football. Absolutely, 1, by far. Yes. He, you know what Teddy Bridgewater is? It's weird. I'm using a lot of comparisons. He's like that four A player. He's not. A, he's not good for. He's not good enough for triple A. Right. And he's like a fringe major leaguer. But like, god damn, this motherfucker's like. Like if you like in the major leagues, he'd be like decent, but still trash. But like <laughs> in triple A, he's hitting 50 home runs. He's right. a four A player. That's that's he's what Teddy Bridgewater he's, is. It's like Clint Frazier. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I like Clint a lot. Yeah, though. I like I like I like Teddy Bridgewater, man. Yeah. I, I think he's I think he's a solid quarterback. So no, we'll definitely see. I think that's the interesting part about this trade. I think we're definitely going to find out Sam Darn. It's no more excuses now for Sam. Right. That, that's the one thing I will say. No more excuses now. You can't say you were with the Jets and oh this that Mike McCagney's horrible. Adam Gase. Now now you have a coach that everybody universally praises and Matt Rule. Right. Um, you have Joe Brady, an offensive genius. Right. You know, you you have Robbie Anderson, you have Christian McCaffrey. Hopefully, if he's healthy, like it's time, time now. It's time. Yeah, it's time. So we'll see. We shall see. Um, I guess on the subject of quarterbacks, Deshaun. <laughs> want to talk about Deshaun? Man, what does it say? 
I, it's it's oh, one of before we get to Deshaun. Before we get to Deshaun, yeah. Uh, any thoughts on uh, Major League Baseball moving the All Star game? The, the the crime of the century in conservative <laughs> talk. Uh, Major oh. League Baseball moving its All Star game out of. Uh, First of all, good for Major League Baseball. Okay. Like, not expect that. That is like. That is like your conservative uncle, like going to the voting booth <laughs> and voting Democrat. Like that's what it felt like. like Major, Major League Baseball conservative? Nah, yeah. never. Um, so good for them for yeah. doing that. I think they realize that, like, you know, during the pandemic and during the protests, you know, there were a lot of pressure on leagues, the NBA, NFL, and you know, the MLB to like say the words "Black Lives Matter" and acknowledge the movement. And MLB, mm-hmm. you know, they did so. You know, it wasn't as like poignant as no other leagues but they did right yeah they, did. So. they let the black players they they gave the they gave they gave the black players and and no i i, I was going to say something snarky no i think major league every league did it every league did their own version of it obviously no one was at the level of the nba but you know right. it's it's fine right they did enough i guess yeah. for a cons- for a conservative institution you did enough yeah um so you know to me it was just kind of like I think they realize that we have to do something about that. We have to stand up for what is right in this case. If so, we don't look like hypocrites. I, like that. That's how I, that's how I took it a little bit. I, I don't, it was kind of out of character from LB. So I'm glad they did it, man. For me, it's just more of, you know, my thoughts when I hear MLB going, moving from Atlanta to Colorado, it's just, it <laughs> triggers me just because I start thinking of the hypocrisy even, of the GOP. Even though, even though Colorado has the similar, a no, similar Colorado's rights. way better voting rights, man. Right, but I'm just saying, like they have the same because the big contention over this voting right is the is the is the 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 freaking uh, Jim Crowish. I will say, yeah, uh, but undertones to it. Yeah, what I'm but, saying is like because people point out like, oh well, Colorado's uh, um, voter rights. If you look it up, it has the same thing where you can't feed uh, the vote. You know. You can't feed or provide drinks for voters when they go visit or, you know, go vote voting booths and the same kind of thing. I'm like, that's not what this is about. It's not people hung on that part and said, like, what's wrong with this? No, it's the undertones of it. Georgia right. lost a predominantly red state, lost a presidential election for the first time since the Clinton era. And they're upset about it. And they're trying to do everything possible to make sure that that never happens again. Yes. That, that that that's the that's that's literally what you need to get out of this voting this this voting rights thing. Now on to baseball. I said it on my podcast the other day. I love baseball. We should go check out. Um, <laughs> available on our po- podcast platforms, by the way. Um, so what I said on that day, I said everybody that's making this out to be whether you're on the left, on the right, the right hates it. Baseball, oh, the woke major leagues and, and liberals praising it like, oh, yay, baseball. Baseball made a smart business. Do you really, they made a smart business decision. Do you think that Rob Manfred sitting there saying, my God, over his bowl of Cheerios in the morning? And that's, and sitting that's the there. thing. Like, dude, you just hit it right on the effing head. What you just said is it. They made a financial business yes. And that's why, to me, it's so hilarious that these GOP members are the same people who promote a free market and capitalism just get so upset when the free market and capitalism against them works against them. It's like, it's just, I just, I don't have the energy. (laughs) Oh, I don't, I don't. You know what? You would thought that I'd be energized about this with the, I'm just, I'm so over it because they, because they have nothing to talk about. They it's, have nothing to talk about. The G- it's insane. They, the, they they talk about socialism all the time, and then 
when cap all capitalism has done since they started this whole cancel culture war has worked against the GOP. It's literally like upset about it. contradictory and hypo- hypocrisy at its finest, at its effing finest. You're calling the left socialist or you're calling the left all this crazy shit, but you're the first one to get on TV and cry when Dr. Seuss wants to take yeah. out some racists because it hurts their bottom line. When Mr. Potato Head wants to make uh, Mr. Potato had more general neutral because they realize it's going to increase their profits. When MLB leaves Atlanta because it's going to increase their profits, you're they are literally crying about capitalism at work. Like it's in like thank you. I just don't have the energy. So what you said was one thousand percent on the money. One thousand percent on the money. <laughs> if anybody thinks that Rob Manfred was sitting there and with his bowl of orange juice and, or his cup of orange juice and his bowl of Cheerios. I don't know what he eats for breakfast. I'm just guessing. And, and sitting there saying, geez, honey, I'm so appalled by the Voting Rights Act in, in Georgia. Let's move the All-Star game. No, the fuck he wasn't. He made a smart business decision because players, black players, Mookie Betts, along with many others, were saying, in baseball. were saying, we might consider sitting out the all-star game. And Rob Manfred said, huh, I can't have basically all of my black players that would be eligible to be all-stars skipping the all-star game. Their white counterparts or teammates trying to support them and also sitting out the all-star games and making that a big mess. And then you have the other half of folks, the other white and Hispanic and Latino, whatever, players going to the all-star game and having to answer questions about why Mookie Betts and Tim Anderson and God knows however many Aaron judge decided to skip the all-star game and then making themselves look like conservative heroes or whatever, because they showed right. up and then that, you that's have going to happen. In, exactly. And that's then going have happened in baseball. Absolutely. And then have protesters lining up, up and down the streets in Atlanta protesting. Right. <laughs> like it's, it's not, brain surgery like it's not rocket science like this is just it's a business decision major league baseball said look we need to get this all-star game on the ground and running this is a 60 70 million dollar revenue producing thing for us we need it and i'm not gonna let a fucking voting rights bill deter this shit so we'll put that shit on the moon if we have to and (laughs) like that's what it was like i love how as, as a country like we like to like praise corporations for being woke when all they're no, doing is just yeah. it's capitalism and all they're doing is just making smart business decisions yeah all, like, all these companies all of a sudden like started you know promoting black lives matter and acknowledging when the commercial it's not because they realize black lives matter it is like oh okay we got to put this in our commercials or else our bottom line is going to start hurting here even the nba i hate to break it to some folks the nba was quick to pull out of charlotte because of the bathroom rule which again i agree with i applaud great yeah but China's basically, you know, <laughs> that's another, you know, story, yeah, yeah, the, the whole yeah. Hong Kong thing situation and the NBA was like, oh, right, oh, right. you basically had, I will never forget, you have James Harden apologizing to the Chinese government. I know. I, I, no, still triggered, still triggered by that. So please, so please save me this 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 morality thing. Like these leagues are so woke. No, they're not. They're doing what's best for their bottom line. But I, I also think there's a, and this is secondary to what you said because I think what you said is primary. Yeah, I do. I do think that baseball realizes they have a problem within urban communities with they do you know, with, with the black audience. Absolutely, you have to do some. You have to do certain things to 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 rectify that relationship or. 
to mend that relationship or, or something, you know, and I think that mm-hmm. that's a gesture, you know, it might just be a happy coincidence, yeah. but it's a gesture that Menford was just like, all right, well, while we're saving money, this also shows, you know, the black community that, Hey, listen, like we care about you, even though obviously it's virtual signaling. Yeah. But some people need to see that. You know what I mean? Like some people still, even though it's virtue signaling, this is the thing, like virtue signaling to me, it's phony. I get it. But at the same time, I think sometimes it is, it is warranted because you still need to, you still need to have that signal to show people that you care and that you're doing the right thing. Um, I'm not, I'm not an advocate for virtual signal. I I don't want to come across like that way. Right. But you know, like if, if the NBA didn't stand up for, you know, the black community and and how all these black lives matter things, I would have felt a certain way. Like, yeah, why aren't you, you know what I mean? So it's, yeah, it's the kind leaks, of like a 80, 90% black. Yeah. So like, yeah, so like black lives we matter. Can, right? We can, yeah, we can it. consider, we can criticize them all we want for virtue signaling, but at the same time, we, we kind of do need it. If that makes any sense. No, absolutely. And I, and I, I think baseball needed it. I, I think baseball, like growing up, man, and we had this conversation beforehand. I love baseball. It's my favorite sport. I know you love baseball and a lot. I played baseball with a lot of black kids. Like a lot of my black friends played baseball growing up. That is non-existent anymore. Yeah. They have lost a huge audience and they know it. So I, I think it was just kind of like a win-win where it's like, we're going to save the bottom line. We're going to, this is going to save us money. And at the same time, it might put us in the good graces. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You hit it right on that. Absolutely. Yeah. It, there's nothing else to say about it. it. It's So this idea that like conservatives are up in arms, like oh, that's just a right. wolf it's, link it's, now. It's just, it's so, it's, it's, it's so like, ridiculous. it's stupid. It is just stupid. Boycott the MLB, boycott Coca Cola, like the Dr. Seuss thing. Trump, like it's just like I, man, I don't. It's just so far. I just cannot believe that people are fooled by this stuff. They're fooled by it because they just look at it from the surface level and they don't look at the actual. Like you think Coca Cola cares about black people? If anything, Coca Cola kills more black people than no. they do help black people. But but, but 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 it's not even about that. They made and, and it's like real people like myself and other people that listen to us and and people that think like us. They know that they know the game. They know these motherfuckers don't give a shit about black people. But they'll put Amazon is literally trying to crush unionization in Alabama as we speak, literally in a predominantly black and brown but fulfillment centers. But my but, beef is but with you go onto their website, Black Lives Matter, front and center. Like, stop. This, we know the game. Like my beef with the people who like fall for that shit, like who who literally like look at the situation and be like, oh, I'm with Amazon. Like, how like how are you f- making fifty five thousand dollars a year? You're one medical bill away from being homeless. Yeah. You support Amazon. Like, even if you're making, and this is the thing. All like, because oh, you like Prime Video. Come on, y'all. Like, what is wrong with you? Even if you're making, honestly, even if you're making a million dollars, a million dollars compared to a billion dollars is like such an absurd gap that I don't think a lot of people understand. Even the millionaires of this country have more in common with people like you and I than they ever will with the Jeff Bezos of the world, man. It's just, I don't know, man. And these are the people who continually fall for like the, the Dr. Seuss rhetoric the boycott MLB rhetoric. Like I don't, it just bothers me that people don't have their critical thinking to take it a step further and be like, wait a second, you just were complaining about cancel culture. Now you want to cancel everything. Like Mm -hmm. I, it it bothers me that people, that that light doesn't click for half of this country. It's it's ridiculous. Honestly, I think that's why I'm exhausted. I'm just tired of trying to expose the hypocrisy. I'm over it. I feel like it's already, it's already exposed these people just don't care that it's exposed because it's not about yeah. that. It's about other things. And and it just exposes how full of shit it all is anyway. Right. And that's what the Joe Biden, if any, if one good thing Joe Biden has done is just expose how full of shit the GOP is because the GOP 
You know what's what, you know what's the the Congress is, is the most popular Congress in like forty years. Why? Because they decided to pay people money. You right. know why Republicans haven't railed against stimulus? I know they voted down, voted against it or whatever, but you haven't seen any Republican go on national news uh, telecast to to talk it down or anything. It's because yeah. what? It's eighty percent popular in the country right now. You think people in West Virginia don't love their stimulus check? You know, they people in fucking Louisiana don't love those damn stimulus checks. They do. <laughs> Republicans have nothing to talk about. They have nothing to offer. No so policy. what they do is they have no they they they're they're but, on but the like side of everything. But that's the thing like and for people who are listening like literally nothing. Like I'm not even like that's not a hyperbole. Like I yeah. can't name you a Republican pol- I can't like what's their health care plan? What's their infrastructure? They plan? literally wanted to repeal Obamacare for eight years, and then they and, got and then power. when they had a chance, nothing, uh, nothing. Not only did they not repeal it, they didn't come up with a with anything. They didn't come up with a plan, and now all of a sudden, and then like, and, then, and then they then they got butt fucked because then they realized like, oh, this is actually popular. People, right. our constituents actually like this shit. Like, right? Who would have right. thought? Yeah, yeah. People, the Repu- that's the funny part too, because actually, yeah, when Trump was going to cut. Like when they were in that process of like, oh shoot, we might lose our health care. All these, all these town halls, all these Republicans, just, yeah. yeah, all these Republicans started losing their minds. Like, I can't lose my health care. It's like you were the same person two years ago who who wanted Obama out of the White House because of a socialist health care system that you thought was socialist. Like, yeah. I, I, ah, man, it just drives me crazy. I just, I think I'm, don't, I'm, don't I'm stress against, yourself out of so I know. I, I, I think you can tell. Like, look, there's certain days where I'm fired up. There's certain days where I want. Yeah, you're fired today, up today, man. Yeah, it's, but t- it's more of exhaustion because it's like I. There's no like there's no policy discussion. I couldn't tell you like I can't tell you um, the Republicans border or immigration policy. It's it's a wall and keep brown Nothing. people out. That's Nothing. really all it is. It's all rhetoric. You know, yeah. that, that's that's what it is. They have nothing. I, they have nothing to offer. Health care plan. I can't they tell you nothing anything. to offer. And it's just it's just exhausting every day to go onto Twitter or to read the news. And it's just like a Republican just virtue signaling to its base some hyperbolic bullshit that everyone just that their base that just doesn't falls really for. matter in the grand scheme of things like do you think you think that family of four in fucking kentucky somewhere and i'm just using southern you think that family in new york yeah that may have some conservative ties or leanings gives a fuck about dr seuss when they fucking can't pay the light bill or they fucking been out of work their their the husband or the father of the family has been out of work for a whole year because of covid and now they're fucking finally getting some 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 relief with this fucking stimulus. But that's and they give thing. a shit about Dr. Seuss or I don't think they give a shit about Dr. Seuss, but that same family, a lot of them, I'm, I'm not gonna make the case for everybody, but that same family that had the household, he's gonna get a check for himself, he's gonna get a check for his wife, he's gonna get a check for each of his dependents. So he got fourteen hundred dollars mm-hmm. for his daughter, for his other yeah. daughter, for his other daughter, for whatever it is. Then on top of that, he's getting child tax credits because of the Democratic yeah. Party. And in twenty twenty two, he's still gonna vote Republican. Probably that's the problem. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but just sad. That's, that's, the, that's the problem because 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 for because of the Doctor Shoes conversation, because of the boycott MLB conversation, because that resonates with that type of person more than getting freaking funding from a, for a pandemic from a Democratic True. party. But and, and the responsibility I, I falls. I don't. I don't. Know, I, I, don't I don't know how. I don't. I don't know how to talk to that. Like. And this, we, we had this conversation all the time. Like, how do you reach? Yeah, we won't go down that road again. But, yeah, but I, I, know. I know, I know the frustration, man. And I, yeah, I, I look, I'm not saying you're wrong. I agree. Yeah. I just think that you have to try to meet people at where they are, man. And I feel yeah, like, yeah, I agree. I just feel like, you know, 
getting away from the identity politics, getting away from the from from the SJW stuff, getting away from whatever 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 virtue signal you fall on, whether left, right, conservative, liberal, whatever, and just talking to people about real issues that affect them and their daily lives. I feel like that's the way. And again, I'm not saying, and maybe I'm just a hopeless, a hopeless romantic in a way about, No, I get it. I'm, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't have this shit figured out. I just feel like we have to start to try to meet people at their way, but but we're getting too bogged down into this because I didn't want to have this whole full conversation. Right. right. But it just, but it's, but it's funny though, that like this has triggered this like war again. But that's what, that, that's what the whole boycott MLB. That's what it triggers for me. Is that, that's, and I just, and honestly, bro, I just, I laughed at it. I literally have laughed at it because it's just, it's bullshit. It's, it's bullshit to the highest, like this idea that like Rob Manford now is woke and he's out here, like about to go to BLM rallies, wearing all black, you know, basically with the same Malcolm X hat that I have on my head, like stop. Rob Manford doesn't know the Georgia voting right from the New York state voting right. Like it, it doesn't give a fuck. He's running a business. He works for the owners. He runs a business. He is right. ensuring that his his 60, 78, and at times upward, upwards of $80 million revenue producing all-star game can get off its ground without any issues. Right. You're right. That is it. That's all he cares about. Bottom line. That is it. He does all about get, money. I'm sure. And I'm sure personally, he probably after he finds out and reads about it, like, oh wow, yeah, that sucks. That, you know, they're basically not. You're trying to keep black people and brown people from voting. Oh, okay, yeah, but let's make sure this all star game gets up. Like, you know, that's that's all he cares about, man. So just open your eyes, people. It's it's not that deep. It's not that deep. I agree. Uh, Deshaun, we, we cannot wrap up the show without talking about Deshaun. Um, Deshaun Watson, man. Um, I feel like we had this conversation uh, two weeks, and and by the way, um, we've been out for two weeks. Hey, life gets in the way. You know, I can't don't so much. message me talking about <laughs> where's the show. Listen, my man Josh had a birthday. Happy birthday, by the way. You oh had a birthday. Happy birthday. birthday. Yes. Thank you. We, I couldn't do a show on, on Josh's birthday. Come on now. I can't. Yeah, I can on. do it. You can, can do, do that. It. Come on. It's his birthday. The guy barely gets a time off as it is in his re- in his regular job. You gotta have <laughs> enjoy his birthday. And then last week was Easter, you know. Right. Even if you're not into the Easter thing, you got family. Easter, I got kids. Your fa- family. Gotta, yep. Yep. Yeah. So Easter Sunday, you know, we kind of had to. We had to take a day off for for God, right? We had to take a day off for Jesus. <laughs> so, you know, for J Man. So we're back this week. So just had to put that out there. Yeah. Anyway, since the last time we spoke, two two in a week, two weeks ago, um, at least on on the air, we both kind of were just kind of just keeping it open-ended on Deshaun and saying, we don't know where this is going to go. And we still technically don't know where it's going to go, but we've found out a little bit more information now uh, since we last spoke on this topic. Where are you on Deshaun Watson, man? Uh, Today was, I think was a pivotal day in um, this whole story. Rusty Harden, his attorney basically admitted that, um, you know, Deshaun's some of his relationships with these masseuses did become sexual. Um, which is, I don't even know how you say that or admit that because then that just changes, changes the the whole dynamic of the story. Now it's not an investigation anymore. It's literally like, I mean, sexual harassment, sexual assault, rape is really hard to prove because you have to prove that the action happened. Right. You have to prove, and you have to uh, basically prove that, you know, there was no consent and he basically just gave it to them (laughs) by saying it. I'm just disappointed, man. Like it's, 
for those of you who don't really follow football, I'm not sure, you know, what maybe you're just a basketball fan or whatever, but Deshaun Watson was like that that would be the equivalent of like Damian Lillard. <laughs> like I'm I'm not kidding, like being yeah. accused of this. Like Dame's a good dude. You would never expect everybody generally likes, no one dislikes, could was a face of a franchise, one of the best players in the league, future Hall of Famer doing this. Like that. It's 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 unbelievable. Like it, at first, it was unbelievable because, like in in the literal sense of the word, unbelievable. It's like Deshaun, no, like it can't be Deshaun. But that just goes to show you, man. Like it could be anybody. Like be anybody. this type of action, we don't know these people, man. Yeah, we don't. We don't. And you know, he's he's guilty of it. Like I'm I'm gonna say he's guilty of this shit, bro. And he should, you know. I'm not gonna go that hard. Um, I'll man, still say I, allegedly. He said he's admitted it. I, <laughs> you? Well, he's admitted having he's admitted to having sex with certain amount of these women. I that sex <sighs> and allegedly rape or whatever is 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 it's still a slippery slope. That's why I don't want to go down. I I no, I respect you. I know you wouldn't just say that just to say it or to just be a hot take yeah. machine. I know you believe that. And yeah, I do. I'm do. I'm. I'm starting to believe that yes, yes, yeah. that he did he did something. Now to all twenty-two, I'm not gonna go that far, but something something there is there, right? So um, what what what's preventing you from taking the Well no, I, I just I it's not that there's anything preventing me. It's just that again with these cases, man, I think that we we have to I wanna I wanna hear more. I let's say this. Ashley Solis, I think there's something there. I think something happened. Um, I will say that. That's the only person that I know there was another lady that spoke this week. Um, right. I didn't, I didn't see her, her thing, but I saw Ashley Solis or whatever. And right. I believe that I believe her. I believe that that happened or something happened. I don't know what, I don't know to what but extent something, something happened. Okay. Um, again, I haven't heard all the rest of the stories or the cases. I haven't really tuned into too much of the details because again, it's all this shit is just weird. Um, amongst disturbing. Um, and, so that's what's keeping me. I, I don't, you know, I kind of need that smoking gun. I need that visual. I need that to really like swing yeah. over the top. No, I, I, you, um, just, you don't get that in, in, in these type of allegations. No, you do, and you may not, right? Yeah, you're right. You, you don't, you may not get that in this kind of case. I, again, I just, maybe it's because I want to believe that Deshaun didn't do it. I think that's part of it. I, I think just, I want to believe that yeah. Deshaun didn't he do was it. Such, I mean, before all this, he was such a role model, especially for like, Let's be honest, the black community. I mean, he like, yeah, and then you see his story, as, his as, upbringing, as a, like yeah, everything. The black quarterback that doesn't that doesn't, re- that doesn't re- matter in any of this, right? No, at it, the end it, of the day, because no, no, I'm, I know you're not saying that, but I'm just saying like that. Yeah. And at, at the end of the day, that doesn't matter because if you're you if you do terrible shit, you do ter- who gives a fuck what your upbringing was? You do right, right. terrible shit, right? Yeah, it's maybe that's what's keeping me from going. It's what he represented, man. He, yeah, he transcended yeah. what a black quarterback was. See, like, like you could not say, "Oh, he does his run." Like, it's like, no, this motherfucker. Like, he is the complete package. Like, he's gonna go into the Hall of Fame. He's a winner. He can, and that's what hurts the most about it, right? Because it's there's like, still that stigma with black quarterbacks. There, exactly. there is, there and, and absolutely the one, is. And, and anybody the one that guy does it, you could point to that that we like. Well, what about this dude? Now he's a fucking serial rapist, right? Allegedly, allegedly. Yeah. Um, so, so it's, it's heartbreaking. It's it sucks, man. And and yeah. if you don't think that there's still that stigma of black quarterbacks, just go look at Dan Orlovsky and Josh Justin Fields from a couple weeks ago. Right? It's just like it, it's still there. It exists. Always going to be. It's what I'm saying. It's always going to be, be there. there. The fact that Teddy Bridgewater potentially could lose his job, we talked about it. Like that's yeah. my that don't don't ignore the undertones of that. Like yeah. Teddy Bridgewater, a black quarterback who again has his faults, has his flaws, but there's like. 300 Teddy Bridgewaters that are allowed to exist in the NFL. 
And somehow Teddy Bridgewater, after a decent year statistically, is basically having to fight off Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, who was statistically <laughs> the worst quarterback in football last year. Yeah. I'm not joking, guys. Like, please go back and watch Jet Games. He was the worst quarterback in football. And I like Sam Darnold. So it pays me to say that. But facts are facts. That's what we do on the show. We're going to we're going to give you the facts here. And yeah, it, there, there's a racial undertone to that. Yeah, I don't think it's intentional, but there, but it is. No, it's not. It's it's hard to see your heroes go. Down. I'm I'm heroes a strong word for you, but in general, it's hard to see your heroes and people you look up to go down go down like that. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard. It's difficult. Like it's hard yeah. to believe. It's hard to process. Yeah. Like if my father got accused of a crime and I found he was guilty of it, it'd take me a while to process it because my father is someone who I grew up yeah. admiring and 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 he absolutely was an example of like you know what a good man's supposed to be. Well, Deshaun was an example of like a role a role a black man who you could not throw any of the negative stereotypes at who played the position in a way that you could not pick apart. Like he was the role model. He was the prototype of everything that, you know, black men aspire to be, you know what I mean? And it's just, and and want to be looked at. So to, to have it be him is like, man, it's, it's heartbreaking. Like that's, that's the word I got. It's heartbreaking. And it's hard, man. It's it's heartbreaking for for the black community. It's, It's heartbreaking. And it's, more heartbreaking for for the for the victims for the women. Yeah, that, and we want to stress that. Yeah, I'm I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not, Yeah, I don't want. Right, to we want to stress that. that what what happened to them or allegedly yeah. happened to them. <laughs> we're is, not we're not having a pity party. We're like, right oh, for Deshaun Watson. Right? Is, that's not what it um, is. It's no, we're, we're not doing that. People. Yeah, it's look. I mean, because I still see people. I still see people in my time. Like, I don't give a fuck. I don't believe anybody. Deshaun didn't do it. And it's like, nah, man. <laughs> again, again it's like I've, I've told some of my and you, yeah. you you know how we all are you are in many a group chat just like i am yeah and you know and i'm not trying to put people down but people have their own opinions and look, make valid points again i said this two weeks ago nah, man. the timing of this is bad it, it, yeah. it is you could say that but yes. 22 like literally 20 like again i could see ones and twosies five maybe yeah maybe there's some collusion there 22 22 come on and then all 22 made, people lying like he, he i'm sorry he's, he's moved the goal again a little bit so he can, you want to yeah. say out of all the 22 not all of them are not all of them have some validity one's enough sure one's, one's enough. A, yeah well, definitely one is enough but yeah it's 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 yeah man i i and we still have more details but i mean we haven't even really reached a courtroom oh and all this is coming Sick. out so god for i and the fact that he had a chance to settle. So all of this had literally, I don't know if you knew this, but so he had a chance to settle. Ashley Solis, this woman that spoke this week, um, had a chance to ask for $100,000. And basically, Rusty Harden and Deshaun Watson said no. Now, we don't know why they said no. Was it arrogance? Was it, no, I'm going to prove my innocence or whatever? You be the judge of that. I'm not here to make one, one way or another. Um, yeah. And the fact that that could have probably gone away, which is interesting, right? Because we always think we've, we've seen cases throughout history, right? And we see people that settle, right? We always automatically assume they're guilty. Yeah. Right. I mean, that, that could be but, part of it. But also you also understand that settling sometimes is the apt legal thing to do because again, it's like, do you really need this much heat on you? Right. Now, I'm not again, I'm not defending Deshaun Watson. I'm just speaking from a legal standpoint. Right. You know, this could have basically all been put to bed had you just paid her off and been done with it. Now you're in a situation where 
You're all these jail. details and these accusations are coming to light, to and now you're you could potentially go to jail, right? So he's going to jail. He's one thousand percent going to jail, bro. Yeah, it's it's looking like it, man. I don't I don't know how. Again, more <laughs> details will come out, and we'll have to see what they are. Um, imagine being at the height of my profession and then going to jail fucking it up like this and this isn't like a michael vick situation where you could like debate the merits of him going to jail or not like this isn't that right this is literally him you know by the way anybody who jumps down my throat i love dogs this is not a indictment on dogs but i'm just saying you can literally make a <laughs> you can literally you can man fuck them dogs son <laughs> fuck them motherfucking dogs bro no seriously i love dogs but still you we could definitely have a discussion about did Michael Vick in the grand scheme of things deserve to go to jail? Literally in a country where a president can sexually harass 19 women and still be president and Michael Vick organizes a dog fighting ring and he goes to jail, but Donald Trump is still walking around like free man. Hey, but I can say the validity of Michael Vick being in jail is flimsy at best, but whatever, we'll move past that. Um, yeah, Deshaun's going to be in jail, bro. And I, it, again, it pains me to say it, I don't want to go too gun gun ho on it because again, we don't know all the facts. We don't know all the details that are going to come out after today. It's easy to say today it looks bad, but who know who the fuck knows tomorrow. The next, the way this case is moving at a breakneck speed. I mean, we're finding out details like within the hour. Like it's hard to fucking even keep yeah. up with this shit. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I don't know, man, but it's not looking good for Deshaun. It's, oh, it's not really all, not looking good. I think two weeks ago we were kind of more like, yeah, it's not looking good, but we'll see. Now it's like, no, it's not looking. No, good. he's he's done. He he's the the weirdest shit though is the NFL has not said anything. The Texans don't haven't released him. The Texans haven't released the Texans haven't even had the Texans even said anything. No, no. You've got to believe the Texans are just going crazy right now because they're kind of in limbo right now. They have a draft coming up. I know they don't have right. a first round pick, but you're basically in a situation where you're stuck with this guy. And even if he doesn't play, what if he doesn't play this year? Which is looking that pretty. I mean, that, that whole franchise was going under to begin with. The only thing that was saving them from going under was Deshaun, and now Deshaun just made it worse. <laughs> now Deshaun Watson's going under. So the yeah. whole franchise is going under. I mean, that that there's probably not a, a bigger mess in the NFL right now. I mean, I, they're a bigger mess than the Jets to me right now. But aren't you surprised how quiet the NFL and the Texans have been on this? Yeah. yeah. Like, were the Patriots this quiet with Aaron Hernandez? See, but Aaron Hernandez wasn't. Well, it was different. Was, murder, I get it. The, and he wasn't a different. face. Like Deshaun, you can argue is one of the faces of the league. Not the yeah. face, but he's one of the faces. One of, of yeah, absolutely. And you don't want to abandon one of your faces of the league unless you absolutely, absolutely know. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I'm not I, saying that's. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. I'm not saying. I'm not saying I agree with it. But I think that's where they're at. Where they're like, listen, Deshaun is a top five, top three quarterback in the league. Probably future MVP if he stays. If he stays healthy. Like we can't if if we're going to abandon him, we have to we make to be sure. sure. Yeah, we have to make we have to be one thousand percent sure that we're abandoning him for yeah. Again, but I don't feel like they were, but I don't think they were one hundred percent sure. Other cases like with Michael Vick, I bring up the Michael Vick situation again. I know legally different cases. I understand right. that. But even with Michael Vick, I felt like the fi- I don't know. Maybe I'm misremembering. I, mean, I don't. I don't was, remember. I don't remember. This shit was much. 13 years ago. I, yeah, I don't remember. Uh, too so much. The, the again, uh, correct me when you guys listen to this and leave comments, whatever, and reviews, and whatnot. Um, you can correct me or reach out to us on Twitter or wherever. Um, I kind of feel like other franchises have like had 
put out statements, have been more out in the open about right. when right. they're fr- face of the franchises have faced some heat or some scrutiny, or in this case, legal troubles. And I feel like you've, you've literally not heard anything from the Texans. You've not heard anything from the league. Nothing. Nothing. It's weird. It's weird. It's that's what weird. troubles me. I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know it's what to terrible. make of it. It's awful. A PR, you're supposed to get out of You're supposed to get in front of the head. Exactly. It's, it's, it's awful PR. It's that's what makes me that's and honestly, that's what gives makes me think that this is bigger than we're even making it out. Like, I think that this has to be when the NFL is not even getting out on the front of this and saying like, yo, we're putting out a statement or any, they haven't even put him on the, um, ineligible list. They're going to have to right? Nike. I mean, not only that, but like, if you're the NFL, you have to acknowledge like the victims of the situation too. Exactly. Like, Like you, like, even if it's not just like, Saying acknowledging Deshaun in the situation, he's like, you have to at least acknowledge and apologize and 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 do your due diligence to the victims of the situation. It's a huge swing in the miss. It's 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 horrible. Well, listen, PR. the the NFL isn't exactly um, hitting home runs when it comes to these kind of things in the past, anyway, right? Which is crazy because you figure your billion dollar organization, you would have the right. best and brightest in, in, in yeah. every field. And maybe I'm wrong. I just feel like. In other circumstances, like I'm even trying to remember, like the Ray Rice situation. No, you're right. I feel like every, the, but you're right, man. It's it's practice in PR, and I do know this actually. It's practice in PR that you release statements to get ahead of whatever the story is right. going to be. You control the story. Period. Period. Right. You control the story, right. or you or you make a statement so that no, so everyone knows where you stand. Type of thing. They haven't wait, even. Like, they haven't, they haven't even put him that. on the, NL, the the that list uh, the the football eligibility list. It's, it's a massive. It's a massive. It's a massive failure. And it's a smack in the face to women. If I'm be honest with you, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That that's the other aspect of this that we're not even yeah. talking about. It's just like, what does that say to? And then they're going to sit there and put out a nice little commercial with NFL players on it, and they're all going to wear pink week right? five. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's what gives me just, yeah, just. Again, they'll this pro- whole thing prof- is crazy. they'll profit off of this, which is funny. oh yeah, they'll profit off of it. They'll oh, they'll okay. say they're donating to charities and yeah, week, week five it week five Again, six, seven eight never like women's awareness month. Never never get fooled or coerced by this shit, man. These people are not this woke. Trust me. Um, but yeah, man, I uh, I don't know what this. Th- I shouldn't say I don't know what to make of this Deshaun thing. I, the Deshaun thing is getting messy and it's getting ugly. Yeah. Um, and. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know where we go from here. Shit, by the time we come back next week, it'll be a whole nother thing. I mean, I'm genuinely expecting it because the way it's coming out, it's coming out by the day, right? So yeah. who the hell knows? I just I don't know. I just that's the one thing that has stuck out to me though is that there's literally been zero coming out of NFL. It's not offices. normal. It's, it's not, not normal. normal. And that's what makes me think that there's something else afoot here. Like when the NFL doesn't even want to get out, maybe and a lot of it is also negligence and incompetence i agree with you but other it could be like the nfl is not that dumb you can't be the billion dollar organization that you are and be that dumb where you don't even get out in front of this that's what makes me think that there's something else that they're not saying like when the texans haven't even put out a statement it's weird it's weird for sure i I, i'm leaning towards more the fact they don't want to abandon one of the faces of the league until they're absolutely sure that's how i feel i and i understand that i get it i'm not saying i'm not saying they should cut him right now although eventually that's what's going to be happening but i'm just saying like they haven't even put out hey we stand with Deshaun. they haven't even said anything 
Right. <laughs> said, again, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I'm, again, I'm not following, you know, the 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 Texans PR machine or the, t- yeah. the Texans Twitter. Like, like I'm not right? give a shit. Like, but what's, they what's... haven't said anything. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like saying you don't give a shit, really. Well, I know they don't give a shit, but I'm just saying, like, it's just yeah. crazy how they just haven't even addressed this in any kind of way. So it, it's it's yeah, this is this is wild, man. We'll see. We'll see. I'm I'm checking Twitter right now just because that's what it, I, that's that's where we're at with this case, right? Where it's like at any given moment, you know, something could come out. Um, right. We're recording this on Friday, by the way, for folks that will listen to this. I mean, because I have to say that because hell, we could be here on Sunday itself, and right, it's a whole new situation. Deshaun Watson blew up the world or something. That's yep. <laughs> who the hell knows? He blew up the world. <laughs> who the hell knows? But, <laughs> yeah, man, it's. It, I know I said this at the end of our discussion last week. More to come with Deshaun Watson. It definitely Absolutely. feels like it's it's more to come. So, yeah, I was going to talk about our, our one of our favorite congressmen, Matt Gates, but I've had enough. <laughs> I've had enough talking about more. I mean, when that unfolds. Oh yeah, that's why I, I, I kind of want to save that one for when it unfolds because that's another thing that's kind of bubbling under the surface. That when it blows up, it, it's gonna blow up. Just know our friend Matt Gates. And if you don't know who Matt Gates is, he's just like douchey. Like, like if you were to like cast like a, a conservative right wing person in Hollywood, like the image of Matt Gates would be the person you would like literally frame that as. He looks Only like he's a, in real life. He he I listen, he looks like an evil villain casted him like he he doesn't look real to me like no he looks like a claymation he looks like a fucking claymation he looks like a fake human being (laughs) like 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 he he looked like like your son drew an evil man and to life that's what and and as bad and as and as horrible as we're describing this person is as horrible as he is as a person and his politics awful human being just 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 know he's a trumper he's a pro trumper like like literally has trump's balls in his mouth as we speak shout out to QAnon, who's outraged by this yeah, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll talk later. About it. <laughs> oh shit! I didn't even think about that. Yeah, they're. Oh my god, they're. Oh my god, so QAnon. Oh, shout out to Q. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Q. Whoever Q is, shout out to him. Those um, or her. Those or those, them. Those trying to be souls fighting sex yeah. trafficking. Who all of a sudden don't care that Matt Gates was sex literally, trafficking. literally sex trafficking. Yeah. Good times. Right. Are the, the people that are searching for Q then right? Oh, so you know what? Maybe Q exposed Matt Gates. Maybe. Maybe. But, but Q and on the supporters, they, they think it's a trap. They don't want to believe that Matt Gates did it. They're all okay, about yeah, they're right. all about catch right. capturing human sex traffickers, but only right. if they're Democrats. No, only the liberals, yes. Only the right, Democrats. Right. Only right. The, Just it's 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 very similar to like you remember how the Tea Party was about the deficit. And government yeah, spending. Until, it's, it's, until then, they ran up yeah. the score and ran up the credit. Right. <laughs> I get it. I get God, it. I hate, I hate this man. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. I cannot. I don't have the patience to talk to these people <sighs> because QAnon supporters, they are everywhere, bro. Like they are. are they? Not, like, I know Trumpers are everywhere, but I'm just saying, like, Q, like, because I, I've Trumpers, been following this Q. I've, I, I've followed I've unfollowed at least three or four people um mm-hmm. on Instagram who were either Q or Q light. And I'll really? just say I have a few members in my family who are Q. No shit. Really? Yep. yep. Q? Wow. Q. Who 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 I cannot wait to have a conversation with about uh Matt Gates. Let's just leave it up. Oh man, Matt Gates. 
I, I honestly, I was going to talk about it, but honestly, we'll the, Deshaun, we'll the, 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 the X, the DMX thing. I'm a little sad about that. And then obviously talking about Deshaun fucking keep, can't keeping his hands to himself that I, I, I can't, I can't do too many perverts in one show. So, so yeah, Matt Gates. Oh boy. Well, that is it for us <laughs> this week. <laughs> you can just tell we're so sad about my kids, right? Yeah, this. Oh. Yeah, right. Um, anyway, uh, shout out to Q though. They're, they're, <laughs> they're for their noble work that they're doing, exposing sex trafficking around the world. Right. You know. Good job, guys. Yeah. Good job. Good job. That one kind of snuck right up onto you guys, right? You know. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, we're done, man. Uh, yes, we are recording on Fridays. Don't throw y'all off. I know I said Sunday, but hey, whatever. You know, it is Friday. So hopefully Deshaun doesn't decide to either touch more people or go to jail or get sent to jail in the next 24 to 48 hours. But whatever. I don't think we will get that crazy, but whatever. Um, but yeah, we're done. Um, all right, man. Anything to tell the listeners before we get out of here? Nah, man. Just, you know, if you're an NBA fan, the Diamond Josh Rodriguez, you can tune in. Subscribe, rate five stars, all that good stuff. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Please had another subscribe. busy week, man. Just ugh, been been busy, so I I skipped out on this week. Manny was on the show. Um, since, actually, they don't know. So this is the first time we've been on together since you were on my yeah, show. So yeah, if this is what we do been, when we miss two weeks, right? Yes, like we're not just right. partying. Like we're not going right. to Miami and going to spring no, break and not wearing masks. I'm, yeah, I'm like no, doing, we're we're still we're still grinding for you guys. Yeah, I'm still doing the Don. Manny's still doing. I love baseball and yes, and other stuff. things. Like yeah. come on, you know yeah. this so weekend. If, I, I'm going to be podcasted out by the end of this weekend. I've got <laughs> WrestleMania reviews for two nights of WrestleMania, two nights yep. of NXT. Like, yo, it's, and it's, I'm having a, I'm having a, well, by the time this comes out, it'll be old, but tomorrow I am doing a new pod on the block party. Um, pod on the block party, bro. I got to get on new pods, on new, new, uh, it, it is, it is. An I got to get on it, man. It is an experience. It's, I have, I have to get rational. On. The fan base that I have for that. <laughs> <laughs> It is by far the most listened to podcast that I do. Hey, but hey, got got to invite me on, man. I yeah. uh, I got I got thoughts about things. Sure you do, sure you do. Yeah, you know. So yeah, <laughs> no, uh, yeah. Go make sure you go follow the dime. We did a really dope episode uh, two weeks ago, I believe. Yep, That's two weeks. Yeah, two weeks ago. And uh, yeah, yeah. Go check that out. Go follow Josh's other works. New pods on the block. Uh, everything else on you know, uninterrupted and everything else he does there. Go follow all of that stuff, man. Of course, you can follow me and everything I do. Obviously, AGS. I love baseball now. New podcast, four episodes in. Made it four episodes. Uh, available on all podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you decide to listen to your podcast, we're there. Um, so go, please check that out. You can also follow them on Twitter at IL pod or shit i'm fucking this up i <laughs> il baseball pod on twitter il baseball pod on twitter still getting used to saying that il baseball pod on twitter so you can follow that podcast um get updates weekly updates on guests I have rotating group of guests that come through every week and we talk about baseball man so try to keep it lighthearted but informational and tell good stories good anecdotes there so yeah, I think I, I like it. I'm proud of it. Four episodes in. I think it's I think it's doing some good things. I've gotten some good reviews on it. So hopefully you guys I like follow it. me from here and go there. Thank you, man. Thank you. Oh. Um, also on Dead End Sports pretty regularly, Tuesdays and Thursdays, although I wasn't on yesterday, two, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And that's on YouTube and then also available on all 
podcast platforms. Um, I've got I Am Not Dave podcast presented by Jeff V. The World. You guys know Jeff Jones. He's been on the show many times before. Um, so he has his own podcast platform and I help him out on the wrestling side of things. So we are doing two nights of WrestleMania. It is that time of the year. I know I'm boring half of the audience who are not wrestling fans. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I am not Dave wrestling podcast. I help out with that. And we're doing WrestleMania night one and two reviews immediately following WrestleMania night two on Sunday night. And then we'll also talk about the two nights of NXT. So if you are a wrestling fan, follow me from here. Go there. Those episodes, that episode will be dropping this weekend for sure. Probably Sunday night, uh, early Monday morning. Um, and then of course you can follow me on Twitter at the Emmanuel Brown, follow this show on Twitter at AGS pod, Instagram, AGS podcast, Man, follow me on Instagram at the Emmanuel Brown as well. Okay. That's enough selling and housekeeping stuff. Me and Josh are going to get up out of here, probably enjoy an alcoholic beverage or two. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're done. Holla at us on Twitter, or Instagram, whatever. Go make sure you follow all of Josh's work and everything that I got coming up. For Josh Rodriguez, I am Manny Brown. We are out of here. Peace. Peace.